Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 192 for September 10th, 2011. I'm your host, Chris Privets, here, here with RPG Gamer's awesome band of awesome, awesome people. Um, I need more A words, but actually, the only A word I can think of. Uh, that wouldn't work well, would it? Um, awesome aristocrat. I was going to say, do you want to try that again, Chris? I, I, I don't know. I think we're, we, we just got to go. We're doing it live. Doing it live. That's Quinn. Uh, what's your name? John Yearworth. Hi. Hi. We're doing a fantastic intro this week. Also, John... Uh, no, I just introduced you. Uh, <laughs> I have an identical twin brother with exactly the same name as me. Uh, Johnny Yearworth. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else we got? We've got Emmanuel Marino. Eating some chicken nuggets. Ooh, chicken nuggets. Yes, all the Giant Bomb subscribers are kind of sick of those by now. And Anna Marie Newfeld. Apparently still asleep. And finally, Roy Burnett. Why do I get introduced last? I don't know. Why do you get introduced last? You just weren't funny in the pre-show. Yeah, I think that's what it was. You weren't on my mind. Come on. I was building insanity in Minecraft. Are you still building in Minecraft? Oh, yes. Jeez. Just never stops, huh? Well, I just had an idea that hit me the other day that that I was putting in these giant fountains in a lake I was building. And then I had a thought that said that um, that the giant fountain didn't take up enough room in the lake, so I still had a whole bunch of open space, so I decided to put another, a giant statue in it, too. Wow. Well, we've got a giant show for you today, and um, let's get started on it. First off, our feedback. You guys didn't send us any. What the heck? So I got to do a plug got to do a plug for feedback. Feedback. Feedback's where we hear what you think about the show. Feedback's where we get you. You get to be a part of this exquisite masterpiece that is the RPG cast that we put on every week. You, your segments, get to be displayed for all to see. You could say you are bare in front of your peers. Okay, so maybe that's not... Just send us letters, please. Podcast at rpgamer.com. <laughs> Send us email, email some MP3 attachment podcast at rpgamer.com. Send us a voicemail, 608-729-4098. It's been weeks since I've gotten a voicemail. Send me a voicemail. It doesn't matter who you are. If you've called him before, if you felt humiliated before, I apologize. We're going to read your call with the most, uh, play your call with the utmost of respect. We're going to caress your feedback as though it was an intimate part of the RPG cast experience and we are going to um herald your thoughts and opinions chris what just oh. stop trying okay fine well we, you all know why we stopped getting uh listener feedback right no I mean, why? because like, we weren't caressing it enough oh no because <laughs> who, who wants to compete with zoltan i know but you know what zoltan has taken a nine-week sabbatical from the show <laughs> no he's uh he's doing some new content creation stuff on his side. He's making videos and stuff for his segments, and he's going back through his back catalog. So he's going to be throwing those up on his YouTube channel. Go go subscribe to it there. And you can't... I forget what it is. The Legendary Zoltan or something like that? Pretty much. Yeah, I, th- I think if you just search for The Legendary Zoltan, you find it. So, Or go search in the search in the message board forums for last week's show. He, right. he links it all in there. And so he'll be taking some time off, so if you d- feel like you're competing with Zoltan, please don't. I got plenty of room for segments on this show. Make your own thing. Debut your own thing. Make something better than Zoltan. 
Because to mention the Zoltan's been coming on Sanctum the last few weeks. Yeah, apparently. Been trying yeah, to Zolt- steal him away. Zoltan's been yeah, Zoltan's been hijacked by He's been uh, hijacked. Roy. Yep, people are upset about that. <laughs> uh, so uh, listen to Sanctum if you need uh, some Zoltan feedback, and then uh, you can you can write into us based on uh, how it made you feel. Tell us your feelings. Actually, we we should come up with a discussion topic for people, and I don't know what that should be. So we we got to come up with a discussion co- topic throughout the show. All right. Alrighty. Maybe it could be why I'm not going to play White Knight Chronicles 2. But you need a reason? too much other good stuff coming out. <laughs> there is good stuff coming out this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the other argument. Yeah, I, uh, Are we have we launched in have we launched into news already? We should. I was just um just wondering. Let's do it. No, let's do it. I think you're right. It's we have news reviews time. this week. Do we want to do those first? Oh, Anna. I kind of stopped doing reviews, and there you are, jacking with my show segment. Um, I know. It's just, I feel, and here's a good topic. Here's topic one of soliciting feedback for the week. Do you actually want to hear us read reviews like this? So Sam Marcello did a Crimson Alliance staff review. She gave it a two and a half out of five, so that's not a good sign. Below average for us. She says there's tons of secret areas and loot, nice art direction, easy to pick up and play, but it's horrendously boring single player experience. It's too short and not enough to offer it. Uh, not enough for $10 or $15. So she really didn't like the game that much. Um, not looking that good. And I don't think anyone else on the panels picked this up yet, have they? Nope. I unfortunately do not have my 360 currently. That's right. You don't have a 360. I do, but I don't have the. I haven't had the time, and I've been waiting for Crimson Alliance. My big puller in or was going to be, hey, everyone's going to play it, and I'm going to jump in and play it with everybody. But that do- hasn't seemed to happen. So I don't know what's up with that. Uh, we also have a review of Disgaea Four by yeah. by Wheels. Mike wait, wait, Cass. do you seriously still want to play Crimson Alliance with everybody? Well, I would. I mean, I, I've i played it at E3, and it seemed fun with other people. Do you think it's not? <laughs> a lot of things are fun with other people. Yeah, but that's what we'd be doing. We'd be playing with other people, therefore it'd be fun, right? So let's all just buy a crappy game to play together? Well, give me another uh, option. <laughs> let's all play Dead fun. Island. No, wait, wait, wait. Well, wait, no. well, we did that with... Call it, and it was so bad. Um, what one? Dungeon Alliance. Dungeon Alliance. We had fun with Dungeon Hunters Alliance. Yeah, but it, it, it didn't stop it from being a terrible game. No, but you, we you had, had fun. Mis- Chris, you had Mystery right. Science Theater fun with that game. That's right, and I'd love yeah. to have that with this and, game too. Yeah, I mean, I loved every second that I played of it. But now that no one's playing it, I will never ever play it again because I have no interest in playing it single player. And honestly, I even playing Crimson Alliance at PAX, I got that impression where I suspected it was going to be a game that hinged completely on the fun of playing with other people. Yeah. You, you know that game isn't even really a Diablo clone? Crimson Alliance? No, clone? it's not. No, it's not. It's it's no, a it's gauntlet a clone. clone. It's a gauntlet clone. Yeah. Yep. Got I mislabeled. mean, that was like a misconception. A lot of people were walking into that thinking, oh, cool, a little like Diablo before Torchlight nope. 2 or whatever. A little Torchlight light. Torchlight light. <laughs> Uh, someone in the oh. chat room is asking, have we done a Borderlands game night yet? And I have uh, I've not. We have not. Is the co-op I should have a list Dead Island game up? night. Uh, why Dead Island? Hey, because I don't want to play... Uh, sh- 
That was because a weird man, way of saying it. Because <laughs> man, man, Manny's been harping on how good Dead Island looks. Oh, no, and, I have and not been harping on can't change his... No, 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 no. That is a can't change your stance this late characterization. I have not been harping on how good it is. Are you, are, are you, accusing, are you accusing Roy of uh, slander, Manny? I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> I wrote a lot of the features because I happen to have the experience and I, t- I uh, just went to a... Uh, Manny so I did not sell it. I just <laughs> Some in the chat room said Manny sold Dead Island. <laughs> so Please. have you played it, Manny? Yes, I have. All right. So why don't you give us your review of Dead what, Island? Right now? We're doing reviews. Why not? Right now I can't. I haven't played as much I've I've only maybe put about All right, five we'll or six hours into it. Right. Just in time for the show. All right, we'll save okay, it. Okay, well, give, give us your thoughts then. Right, well, no, that's it now playing. We'll do all right, we'll later. save it for the end, but um, we need to know. Is it, stick around. Do you, do you honestly think it's worth playing co-op? Yeah. Okay. More so than Crimson Alliance. Hmm. I have to, like, invest myself in that game to play it co-op, don't I? Which one? Dead Island. Well, let me put it this way. Chris, that game is on... It's it's Borderlands. It's Borderlands, so if you... Well, I like haven't played playing... Borderlands yet. I want to play Borderlands co-op. Which, uh... Why not? I don't know. I want to. Let's do I'm it. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to do it. I I bought it originally. I was planning to do it with Michael, and he has, um, for over a year, <laughs> delayed playing Borderlands with me, so I'm ready to give up on him and do it to uh, do that. Do that. What platform do you, uh, do you have it on? I own it on PC. Okay. What about, um, what about, what's it called? Uh, Extra Life. When is that coming up? October 15th. Oh, that's far. Okay. Yeah, but he's going to be busy. He's not playing with you. He's not playing <laughs> why, with me Why either. would you say that? I could play, I could oh, play. Oh, he's hanging out with the cool kids at the PlayStation Nation house. I, I am, but he that is. doesn't mean I don't have access to internet and online gaming. So, take that. So, Shadow yeah. Force 699. Dead Island is not difficult solo. As a matter of fact, uh, if you want a good idea of what it's like to play that game solo, I'm just responding to a, a comment in the chat room for anyone who's listening. It seems like a game that's impossible solo. It's not. It's it's very it's actually fun. It's a good de- decent single player RPG if you want to play it like that. Um, watch the Giant Bomb quick look to see what what's his name Brad Shoemaker thinks. But he played it pretty much entirely as a single player game. He loves it. I don't think I like it as much as he did. But it's still interesting to get that perspective. I just don't I like will zombie games. Temper that with the idea that not every character class is going to be viable solo. That seems to be the biggest complaint that I've been reading online. Honestly, I don't know why you would ever play Perna. Ever. Because it's like a gun specialist when you get maybe one gun every 10 hours. Oops. <laughs> you know? But no, I mean, that's uh, a valid point. From everything I've read so far, I'll just stick to Left 4 Dead. But basically. It's the I different played games. it at but if I it was gross, and I won't play it anymore. It is really, it is kind of a disgusting game, and I really don't, it's, it's too gory for me. It's, oh, it's you should see the, the flesh mechanics, like the flesh. I don't like that, yeah. Oh, like you said a zombie okay, on Okay, let's not get into this because it's gross. No, no, next topic, please. <laughs> oh. Okay. Stay tuned for more. Now playing. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Got to deal with it at some point. <laughs> All right. Disgaea 4 review. Four and a half out of five. The finest iteration of the Disgaea series. Varied complex maps keep things interesting. Great story, localization, and voice acting. 
Um, enough optional it, it, content to fill several games, but the graphical presentation is uneven and difficulty is not balanced for series newcomers. That is a review from Mike Apps. Really loving this guy of four. Ooh, I'm hearing the exact opposite from people. From no, I'm hearing good. I'm hearing good stuff. Reputable about it. people, or because okay, the mainstream like, sites and Disgaea don't get along, and that's where I'm hearing the bad stuff from. And that's just been a constant thing. I can tell you, I my Disgaea four um, premium box arrived, and I've got my little Fuka figurine and <laughs> uh, my my little soundtrack. And if you're watching <gasps> the stream... Is there a new printy for me to collect? No. Okay, just checking. Um, unless it's in the, the figure collection, which is the even more expensive box, which I did not buy. Um, and there's no, Mark I only in collect there. the printy plushies. Mm-hmm. No, there's no new printy plushie. Yet. Unless they make... Yet. There could be something that, if they released it now, would be a spoiler for the game, you know? So, who knows? Oh, wow. I'm looking at the Metacritic scores right now. RP Gamers are 90, and like if you look at all the big sites... It's like 70, 80. One Up really hated it. Who, who, do we even know anyone on One Up anymore? Is, uh, Parrish is still there. Oh, Barnholt. I'm surprised. Barnholt's Mr. Japan. Oh. I thought that was Parrish. Uh, one Up yes. is nothing but Mr. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Are you joking? Okay, let me see. Uh, Mark McDonald, Garnet Lee, no, Mark Parrish. Yeah. Uh, what's her name that nobody likes? <laughs> What's Cat? her name? Cat Bailey. Cat Bailey. Ray Donald, Alice Leung. Uh Yeah, those are all Mr. Japan's. It worries me that you can name drop this. I know, it is kind of weird. But well, most of those the, people he just listed aren't there okay. anymore. That was like when they had the one-up show. That's when they had the, the, the number one podcast. That's when they had the best content, the great features. They really were like this sort of dream team for like two years in the games industry. And then it fell apart. Um, so... <sighs> Speaking of things falling apart, Dead Island's launch um, didn't exactly go well. Would you say? Well, whatever oh, do you think, yes, Chris? that. Well, so people who bought it on PC mm-hmm. apparently mm-hmm. received the Xbox Live debug version instead of the PC version, or something, <laughs> something along those lines. <laughs> A completely wrong build of the game was released to them on Steam. This is just for Steam players. I'm sure if you bought it the box, it's not not what happened, but. Yeah, that sucked. So they had to spend a day not being able to play the game right, or some people got it to work, had a bunch of bugs. Then they, they put up the right version of the game, and uh, that seemed to make it a lot better. <laughs> uh, oh, and the console patch. The game apparently needed a patch on consoles, and it had compatibility issues, or was going to result in compatibility issues with existing saves. So that always sucks. Spend the first day playing the game, and then find out um, you're going to have to start over. Um, I don't know if that's quite true because I started playing before the PS3 patch. And, and then I... No problems? Um, the game has a crappy kind of save point system, so I lost a lot of data because I needed to quit. But oh. I'm not sure if that's because of this, the patch or just because I had to stop. Okay. So I lost maybe like two hours of work. All right. Progress. Okay, fair enough. Bugs, huh? Yeah, have you been running into Bugs. Uh, typical PS3 port. I mean, multi-platform game on PS3. You know, so, so character models being replaced with completely different character models, Red, Red Dead Redemption style, or uh, something else. Uh crappy frame rate, screen tearing. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not. You know, bad. yeah, that's yeah. You know, typical PS3 stuff. That's it stuff always runs a little bit better. Yeah. So, 
I think that's kind of a sad statement, isn't it? Well, I expect certain forks to just be crap. Screed Terrier is not a big deal. Uh, I don't honestly believe it to be that big it, a deal. A lot of these games are designed on PC, so they play better on the 360, right? I mean, when you can design a game from the ground up for the PS3, you get Uncharted or Killzone 3, but when you don't... You get a game that sells. Uh, oh, wait, no, Uncharted sold. Yeah, never mind. Let's see. <laughs> that was a troll statement. I'm sorry. Troll I, love my, I love my PS3. I'm going to be taking it to Extra Life with me. All right. So, what is uh what what's what's the verdict here? Are are the bugs all solved or are people still dealing with them? Uh, didn't they just completely replace the game on uh, Steam? Yeah, but I mean, there's still bugs besides that, right? Is it uh, too buggy to follow- play or is it it's dealable? You know, it's that's fine. It's fine. If right. it's fine on console, at least on PS3, it's fine. And right. that's you know usually one of the worst ones. So come on. All right, cool. It's fine. Good. You know what's not fine, according to people? Nintendo releasing a circle pad attachment for the right side of the 3DS. So if well, here's, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Nintendo. I always I I heard things that it was actually Capcom releasing it. Yeah, but as far as we can tell, Nintendo is one that approved this. True. We only know Nintendo's name attached to it, and it's in relation to Monster Hunter. So wh- whoever's going to be putting the hardware out, it could be like the... Remember, M- Nintendo did the classic controller pro because of Monster Hunter. That's why that controller exists, apparently. So they uh, they were working on that. And they consulted with, well, I guess they consulted with Capcom, and that's that's a rarity for Nintendo to do. So, whatever. I guess I overstated it. But the 3DS thing seems to be timing itself for Monster Hunter as well. So what's the deal here? They're going to have a, a piece of plastic that hooks under your 3DS and adds a circle pad to the right side of your 3DS. Piece of plastic's being generous. I mean, hunk. A, a, tr- a large... <laughs> Um, augment of plastic. I, uh. Have they confirmed yet that there's going to be... I've heard reports that there's an L and R button on the top, too. Like uh, an extra, let's see. L2, R2. It'll yeah, also boast too. an R2 button on the top, which would give the 3DS a set of R1, R2, and L1 shoulder buttons. No L2. So it's like a... What's it called? Classic controller, basically, right? Well, At except it's missing a button. Which one? The L2. What, why would you... Now put it on the other side. Because <laughs> all the stuff they're adding is only on the right side. Huh. But uh, the piece of plastic extends, obviously. So, so uh, sit, ostensibly but... designed for us left-handers. Yeah. Get going now. You know, it's funny, though. I remember when we heard these rumors not too long ago. Everyone laughed like, oh, this is ridiculous. Why would they ever do that? And then you'd be like, oh, I guess they really are. So, are you guys expecting a redesign already of the of the DS2? That was the other half of that rumor. Yeah, well, I mean, it would make sense because this thing is. Uh, here, let me put the picture in the chat room. But this thing the is the 3DS2 abysmal. just sounds like a stupid name. It looks terrible. Uh, It'll be the 3DS Circle Nub or attachment or 3DS Analog. I don't know what would they call it. It wouldn't be like a full on two, right? Yeah. 3DS next. I, I would, you know what I would do if I were them? I would just call it 3DS, and uh, it's just slightly no, upgraded. 3DS next is uh, what you would call it if it was a Sony product. 
Are you sure you wouldn't call it the vitality? What would you call it? Uh, the Esperanza? <laughs> <laughs> it's a word that makes no sense, absolutely, but sounds vaguely well, Italian. No, we need, a, we need a two-letter modifier that goes after the name. Uh, instead of... So Yo, we don't can't use go, we can't use no. How so about fx for fixed? 3DS FX, okay. <laughs> 3ds plus plus oh wow oh wow it's like we're in the 90s again we well, like a gigantic x for extreme 3ds x yes. or just called the 3ds mh for monster hunter 3ds bs what... <laughs> nice those are really going for the 90s let's go and call it the dx the dx you know the the funny thing is I wouldn't mind terribly much that extra attachment if the, the attachment had like a built-in battery in there and it would extend the life of the machine Ooh, beyond three hours. Good call. That's a very but, good call. All right. So what exactly is the point of this attachment? To give though? you a second analog stick. Well, except that it's not an analog stick. It's a circle pad. It's like the PSP's analog nub. nub. But... Uh, yeah, it gives you another one on the right side, so you have dual camera controls and all that stuff. Or, not dual, but I guess you have camera controls. I'll just wait for the Vita version of Monster Hunter, which is going to have the two sticks anyway. Yes, well, and that's uh, that's the thing. So Monster Hunter is expected to be what takes play, uh, is what's going to take uh, advantage of this. And let's see, Monster Hunter 3G has been announced, which is... At, don't get confused with Portable Generation 3rd or whatever. So Monster Hunter 3G, or Tri-G, is a 3DS exclusive port of last year's Wii release. Due out before the end of the year in Japan. It'll be playable at TGS. Um, it has 3D support. It doesn't rely on the 3D. You can hunt all you want without having to concern yourself with the 3D. Blah, 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 blah. The bottom screen will have a panel with assorted useful functions for hunting. You can tap on things to use it. And uh, you can choose what's on the panel, so that's nice. And the slide... Okay. Let's see. The slide pad attachment, which the Capcom dude talking about this in this interview, uh, he called it a secret weapon. (laughs) He says it feels really good in your hand, and its center of gravity is towards the front, so controlling it is a breeze. So there you go. You don't have to have the claw. (laughs) You can just uh, enjoy your 3DS... With uh, well, you know, and that's a really good point because the claw wasn't going to work because of the way the 3DS, the the circle pad and the D pad are reverse of how they are in the PSP. So they needed something like this for camera control. Hmm, that explains a lot as far as making Monster Hunter work on a portable. One of the big deals on Monster Hunter is that you don't have a Z lock. You can't lock on the monsters like you can in Zelda and walk around them. They require you to manage the camera manually. That's part of the gameplay difficulty. And so uh, they need a way for you to control the con- camera. On the PSP, you ha- control the character movement with the little analog nub, and then you, uh, you bend your finger up and control the camera with the D-pad. And it's called the claw because it's a very uncomfortable position that surely is not ergonomic or good for your finger over long term, but that's what you do it. On the Wii, you had enough sticks. You had the Classic Controller Pro, and you could just do it. On the PS2, you had enough sticks. So here, they're giving you enough sticks on the 3DS. And, of course, the Vita will have enough sticks. So the claw is no longer an issue, and they've dealt with it with this little attachment. So who's jumping on to Monster Hunter 3rd on 3DS? Huh? Waiting for the Vita version. still don't have a 3DS. Oh, no. You're going to buy it now with a a free uh, hunk of plastic thrown in? 
Wait, is it really going to be free or no? Like I, in a, you know, I bet you it'll be part of a package, don't you think? Kinda yeah, like but the, I, I would imagine they'd pay. That would cost them something to produce, right? Yeah, but the classic controller part of Monster Hunter last year was like a ten dollar uplift on the package. So, all right. So let's say ten bucks extra. It's fifty nine ninety nine. You get Monster Hunter three and the plastic augment, and your your three DS is now better. It's been upgraded, right? Yes. Maybe we'll get you one that's yellow that has a big feline face on it, which is one of the character types from the game. No, I'm not selling any 3ds's with this, am I? Hmm. I say oh, we I wait a week and we yes. find out. Say we what? We wait a week and we find out. We wait a week and we find out when Nintendo announces at their big Nintendo press conference. When is their big Nintendo press conference? Uh, let me check. It is uh, Monday. Monday. Monday, Monday the 12th. Okay. Uh, is that me... Monday our time or Monday their time? Monday our time, uh, nine, 8 p.m. Pacific. 8 p.m. Pacific. All right, cool. So stay tuned to neogaff.com and Andrea saying and all the usual translation points for that, right? And uh, that's going to be interesting to see what they announce for this this attachment going into th- into TGS later this month. When is TGS? Let's give people some timelines here. TGS, Tokyo Game Show. Uh, next week. Starts like the 15th. Awesome. So going right into TGS. So this is this is the exciting time where we hear about all the Japanese games that they're never going to bring out over here, like Nino Kuni. And uh, we'll see what's next on that list. Well, we'll hopefully see... the show will be more relevant this year to act to like the rest of the world. Yes. Because like these last couple of years, it's been a Japan show. But I, I just remember talking on, like, about how Japan needs to fix its development at each show yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. I don't know. There's a few things I'm looking forward to. Uh, there's going to be, I know this is probably just for me and Chris who cares about this, but there's going to be a Square Enix press conference on the first day of the show about their new smartphone games and developments. So Ooh. to see what they're going to do next after Chaos Rings and uh, War, what's it called? Tactics War of the Lions. Final Fantasy so Tactics War of the Lions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What I is, really want to see is... Mm-hmm. Is the iPad version of that out yet? Uh, not yet. I don't think so. Ah, okay. But I would love to see what they're going to announce next, because I think Dragon Quest Nine would be great on this, on iOS or Android. Hmm. I mean, the game was already designed for uh, touchscreens anyway. You could play the entire game by a touchscreen, so... I, I already played the entire I, game. Well, not the entire, entire game, but I played the, the story part of the game. But it's such a long thing, the kind of thing you always want to keep in your pocket just to do like a couple quests. It, it just seems like it'd be perfect fit. Uh, hmm. well, I'm, I'm, I'm under the assumption that um, Banpresto, or I think it, well, Bandai in general, will put out um, stuff for Heroes Fantasia and the next Super Robot Wars game at TGS, which of course won't come, over, which won't come outside Japan not because they don't want to localize it, but for the usual smattering of licensing issues. So, what about Versus? Are we finally going to see some real stuff on Versus? Probably not. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I'm just reading through the reviews for the uh, iPhone version of Final Fantasy Tactics. Here's not the a top, good top five reviews. This game has poor performance. Room for improvement. Really, we waited a year for this. Long wait <laughs> should have been longer. And not worth it. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out so well, did it? Uh, a couple. If if they if they, I don't know. They're not very good about supporting their games once they release them, are they? No. 
No, they're Although, not. but Final Fantasy Tactics is on the PlayStation Network for now. Yes, and I for um, people that have a have a go. I I do have a go, and I well even if well, you have a regu- it can work on a regular PSP as well. I have a go, so I can play Final Fantasy Tactics and Tactics Ogre on my TV with a real controller. Uh, and, and you know the funny thing is Chris is going to have the last laugh because he's been buying all of his games digitally, which means when he switches over to a Vita, he doesn't have to worry about a a UMD uh, library. Not so much actually, because I've, I I um, am. I I uh, I hacked my PSP Go and I transferred my USBs UMDs onto it. Oh well, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I do you for cutting my point. And I'm sorry. I I buy digitally when when there's no collector's item, is what right. I do with PSP now because I I I think you're right. I absolutely prefer it, and I don't need a UMD wasting space in my house, and I don't. And I do want uh, the forward compatibility and stuff to all the work. And you don't want to have like a little PSP purse to carry all your little UMDs so they won't break. Yes. <laughs> That's absolutely uh, right. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way, though. And when I got the Go, it wasn't a major decision for me to get the Go because I only had like six games for the PSP at the time. Yep. So I'm, I bet you're happy now because every game you bought will work on the next iteration. Yep, and then pretty much the only game that I want for the PSP that isn't already on the PSN is um, the first Final Fantasy One remake. They oh, still haven't put that, that anywhere, in there. Right? Oh, oh, the, well, the PSP specific version. Yeah, I like the prettier version. Mm. The one that looks sure. like a Flash game. <laughs> Just saying. Wait, is the iOS version the same thing? Yeah, as it the is. P- it is. Yeah. All right. Do you have yeah, an iPod Touch? People- most people say that playing that game with the touch controls is really spotty. Well, I think it, it, it gets annoying because you have to a lot, just constant. Was was that you tapping? Okay. Yes. I just lots right. of tapping. You, you've got good gaffer skills or whatever that is. Um, what what is it called when you do sound effects? Uh, foley. Foley. You've got good foley. You're you're a master foley artist there. Okay, I'm gonna make some zombie sounds. What is oh. it sounds like? Hit a zombie with a bat. Okay, you ready? Yeah, so yeah. the trick is you need to wrap a bat. Yeah. You need to get lettuce, okay. wrap it around the bat, and Check. hit a wet cushion with it. I, I have three wet cushions right here. <laughs> Why do you have three wet cushions? <laughs> what do, what do, what's naughty. it sound like? What's it sound like? I'm just joking. I don't have oh. lettuce. To be. <laughs> no? Something like that? No, probably not. All right. I need more, yes. more wet cushions. Um, Capcom, we were talking about Monster Hunter. Where are we? And then we went into TGS. I don't even know how we got there. Uh, <laughs> oh, because their conference, Nintendo Pro- conference. So I guess the uh, the summary is: Does anybody give a crap? Is this going to make anybody buy a 3DS? No. Okay. Is anybody <laughs> going to buy this thing for their 3DS? No. I think the better question okay. is: Anyone here answer. Japanese? Is anyone here <laughs> Japanese? What does that have to do with it? Because Japanese is a month. I mean, Monster Hunter is a Japanese phenomenon. Ah, okay. So you're saying the uh, the Japanese are gonna be all over this? Well, look how well that game does on the Wii, on the PSP, wherever you put it. Yeah, why not? Hmm. Okay. And and like I think like Anna said, or who said that? Well, that uh, they read they made the classic controller because because of Monster Hunter. Okay. Or the classic controller Pro, I mean. I said that, and uh, I think oh. it was slightly inaccurate. They 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 consulted with Capcom on it, but I don't know that they fully made it because of Capcom. Okay, fair enough. But uh, yeah, like they actually consulted with a third party about their hardware, which is kind of not what Nintendo ever does. So, oh, let's see. 
Should we, we move got, on? Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. To Zelda. So check this out. You know the dude who's in charge of like making Zeldas? Well, he was in charge, I guess. He made uh he directed Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, that guy. He also produced Spirit Tracks of Phantom Hourglass. He's producing Skyward Sword. I don't know who's directing Skyward Sword. I kind of want to know that. I feel like we've missed several stories. Unless you're working backwards or something. Uh, no. Oh, you are working backwards. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's why I give you the link in the Google spreadsheet. Because otherwise you're going the opposite direction of mine. Hey. Behind the scenes, how to manage delicious links. It's very, very tricky. So... <laughs> Oh, the point is, the dude has never finished Zelda, like the first Zelda. You know, the one you got in your 3DS that you don't have? Legend of Zelda 1. He says, uh, I've never actually finished it. Uh, Seems like a pretty glaring oversight, considering that game's been out for, what, over 20 years? I, he says, I almost feel like there's no game more difficult than it. Every time I try to play it, I end up getting game over a few too many times and giving up partway through. Certainly after playing the original Zelda for the first time, I don't ever think I wanted to make a game like that. Which I think is ridiculous, because Zelda 1 is not that hard. Unless you're talking about the second quest, which is definitely harder. You it, guys, uh, how do you feel a about game a, that, what? I was going to say, he's never played a game as hard as it. Dude, you live in Japan. You can probably find easier games in your indie places. Uh, sorry, harder games in your indie places. Uh, just, I'm, I'm assuming uh, he's not a big indie guy. No. And he's probably never tried Demon Souls. <laughs> or Dark he, Souls. <laughs> yeah, because uh, if you think Zelda's hard, um, no. <laughs> yeah. So that I just thought that was funny. The Zelda guy can't finish Zelda 1, but uh, whatever. I still say it's a good game, too. Completely disagree with Mr. Tidwell on that point. Still a good game. What? The first Zelda version one. of Zelda? Zelda 1 is still a good game. Today. I never played it. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't care enough about Zelda. <laughs> well, why didn't you pick up your 3DS so you could get a free copy of it? Yeah, like I'm going to pick up a 3DS entirely for a copy of a 25-year-old it's... NES game. Oh, it's so worth it. It's not worth 160 pounds. Yes. Oh, the first Zelda wasn't that hard. It only had no direction, says our chat room. So there we go. It's called being an open world. Deus Ex. That's a game that isn't that hard unless you want to be stealthy. Then it becomes a lot harder. Uh, and especially if you want to do stealthy with non-lethal kills and all this sort of stuff. Apparently a lot of other people agreed because uh, it sold pretty darn well. Top the charts. Top the charts last month. What a surprise. What do you mean, what a surprise? It is a surprise. Well, no, speaking of difficult. What? Oh. Well, I guess not. He's right. It was, a slow, it was pre-Avalanche uh, of the Fall games, right? Yeah, I guess. It was Deus Ex, followed by... And then, of course, that's combining all versions together. Followed by NCAA Football, Call of Duty Black Ops. Phineas and Ferb. Check that out. Phineas and Ferb getting some love at number four. Cars 2, Just Dance, Summer Party, Just Dance 2, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, still on the charts, and Zumba Fitness. Well, considering that Human Revolution is a seriously strong contender for Game of the Year, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't really find it that surprising, in all honesty. Hmm. Alright, I'll buy that, I'll buy that. You know, uh, did you read the Penny Arcade like a couple weeks ago about no. just this topic that you were talking about? No. All right, link it in the chat. It's, 
it's basically uh, exactly what we talked about, how you're allowed to spec your guy any way you want to, be stealthy and everything, and then you're locked into rooms with gigantic guys with arm cannons. Yeah, that I'll is probably, an issue. Oh, look, I will probably mention this when it comes to picks, because I wasn't on the show last week, but I, I kind of have a counterpoint to that. So, we'll get to that later. <laughs> okay, yeah. Quinn, me, me and Chris already beat you too. We were both playing Deus Ex last week. <laughs> yes. So, the uh, I have to agree with that comic for the first boss fight. It is extraordinarily um, difficult if you spec yourself. Hacking and conversations. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't. It it took it took it must have taken me like half an hour. <laughs> Which you know it doesn't sound good, but it actually yeah, I didn't have cloaking and the <laughs> you de- you have no way of dealing with it because you have no armor and you really so that basically gives this guy one hit kill on you and that's what sucks. So if he hits you with anything important, it kills you. And uh, no, you can't change the difficulty. So, yes, you can. <laughs> no, you can't. Crying out loud! You cannot yes, you change can. it mid-game. Yes, you can, Chris. Where you can do it on yes, both can. the you PS3 can. and the 360. I'm on you the PC. You can do it on the you can do it on the PC version too, Chris. Okay. You go into the options. It yeah. says and it says game difficulty. Just, oh, I never yeah. did that. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> I just ran around. I I dealt with it. It's just it's it doesn't feel like the way you're supposed to take on that boss. You know what I'm going to say? I just think it's a bad boss fight. I didn't think it was a fun boss fight. I don't think the way you're supposed to deal with it, uh, if assuming the way I had to deal with it due to my spec was how you're supposed to deal with it, I don't think it was a fun mechanic. It just wasn't good. Some people would argue the game shouldn't have boss fights at all. They do seem out of place. Uh, yeah, Chris, uh, the, the way I deal, dealt with him yeah. was a combination of stealth and that rocket launcher I told you about. Yeah, I didn't have the rocket launcher because um, I hadn't upgraded my inventory to be able to. You should have pre-ordered, like Chris. Yeah, should have pre-ordered. Should've. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Uh, stealth. I mean, he. Okay. Yeah, but then he, it's hard to lose him. But right. cloaking on him does work. Oh, I didn't have clothes. Yeah, he doesn't have... He's not like some other bosses in other games where they have, you know, this kind of, like, bullshit ability to always see through your cloaking device. I didn't have the cloaking device. Oh, my gosh. I know, <laughs> I know. That's you why you're doing a stealth run and not have... putting in... Say what? If you're going to do a stealth run, cloaking, I would think, which would be one of the first things you get. You can do stealth in this game without cloaking. You do not need cloak to stealth in this game. You don't need it, but it certainly helps. Oh, it certainly helps, but you're basically cheating through this the the setups and you're not having to care it, about line of sights and stuff then but it just seems strange that if it's such a necessity to the stealth mechanic it should have been like further up in a tree where you can't get past and do other things or at least taking that one first right mm. i i you know other than that boss fight i had no trouble not taking cloaking until very late in the game huh I mean, it really wasn't that important. I took, I took cloaking early on because even a three seconds of a short burst was just enough to correct any minor mistakes during mm-hmm. my sneaking sections. This is true. But it, um, other than the bosses, if you just sit there and wait, the guards move and they give you a path. But, uh, well, anyway. but for me, the main reason I got cloaking right in the beginning was just because it was cool and <laughs> it was fun to use it. Then I learned that if you really want to get all the enhancements, you need to maximize your experience, and that means you need to do a takedown on everybody. Takedown, takedown, takedown. So that's what the game turned into me. Punch Chris, everybody in the face and read their email. 
dude, I beat the game. Okay. So Sir Edric says you're just that. bad at games. Yeah, I know he does. I know. But I, I'll do a takedown and read his email too. All of his email. <laughs> that's that, that's that was my goal in Deus Ex was read everybody's email. But I'll talk about that more later. So. Uh, all right. So no, no. Before you move on from that, yeah. every time he found a romance novel, he read it to me. I no, I did terrible. not. There were two. I only read you one. Oh, hey, at dad. least Chris. At least Chris You're didn't read you the ones from World of Warcraft. Oh. Oh, I have all those already. <laughs> oh, okay. I well, yeah, because she doesn't have the game. I wanted her to see how ridiculously written they were. They were very stupid. Isn't so, that the point? Yes. <laughs> yes. Chat, chat rooms <laughs> like why do you read them to her? Oh my god, is extremely it's creepy. Creepy. It's like yes, I read to you some text in the video game I bought. Sorry, sorry. I mean, for what it's worth, that was not the only thing he read me. He also asked me to translate the bitchy email about the chairs. Yeah, there was an email so written in French it, about about someone's chairs. Huh? Like, is that the one in uh, Picus? Yeah, it is. One yeah, Picus is where all the French stuff is. Chairs? Yeah, somebody was complaining that they kept taking his chair and, and changing the adjustments on it. Yeah, he was really mad about it. He was like, <laughs> oh, don't take my chair, don't sit in my chair, don't adjust my chair, don't change the arms, don't change the height. It was just like this complete wine fest about someone changing his freaking chair. It takes him half an hour to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Last time someone changed it, it took me half an hour to get it right again. Yeah, that's right. Ah. Uh... Hey, so it's taken a long time to get Persona 2's distribution of Innocent Sin right, but it's finally happening. Everyone's going to get a copy of that game on their PSP, assuming they have a PSP, which who doesn't? Because apparently everybody bought one and threw all their hacked games onto it. So we have <clears throat> some news. <laughs> hey, I don't. So we have some news from European publisher Ghostlight. They've got a collector's edition for Persona 2 Innocent, Innocent Sin. I forget what the U.S. one has, but the European one is going to have. UMD case with double-sided inlay, an official si- soundtrack CD, six art cards, and a poster of the game's box art. And if you pre-order it from Ghostlight's online store, you get a t-shirt featuring art from the game. And I just bring that up because I know we have a lot of Persona fans, and so if you're in Europe, you've been looking forward to that. Go pre-order it, get all your goodies, and then you can revel in your Persona awesomeness. And remember, the PSP is region-free, unlike the 3DS. Oh! So, so pick which collector's edition you like more and get that one. Yeah, ah. just be prepared to pay uh, any and all applicable import fees. That's you know, interesting. You're cool. But ah. if you don't like, as far as the PSP goes, if you don't like the American Collects Edition, and I don't blame you, um, there's a number of companies who always seem to produce better Collects Edition for Europe, just import the European oh, yeah. one. Europe always has the best Collector's Editions. Uh, you guys got the best Resistance Collector's Edition? We didn't even get I one here. Got, you got the we best. Got the, uh, we got the best um, Shogun Total War one, too. Oh, and the Deus Ex one with the Action Jensen? I didn't get that one, unfortunately. Why did you get all the best um, toys? There was a really nice Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Line one, and there was a really nice um, Dissidia um, Duodecim. Yeah, I got the Duodecim one. So in the US, you don't get all the goodies that Ghostlight's thrown in, but you do get the soundtrack. So there's that, at least. Yay. Hey, it's probably cheaper, too. <laughs> I don't know. We, we can, I'll we tell can you, in, in this, I don't thing. care about tchotchkes so much anymore. So, honestly, just <gasps> having the soundtracks is all I care about. So, What? You're getting old, Chris. I am getting old. 
I'm also finding that I have less room in my house because of this crap. So, yep, yep. and then you're going to have kids, and then the blah blah blah. Yep. And then your wife says, "Stop playing the games." Or you stop uh, playing. I shoot her? No, I mean, <laughs> what? Divorce, divorce her. Yes. Pay no mind to the the hole in the backyard. Dragon Quest Ten, uh, being developed as an online title. Let's take your mind off that. So. What is uh, Wait, Dragon online? Qu- when you say online, you mean like, oh, there's a fun online mode, or I can play online. No, with- no, no. As in, it's a, it's sort of Fantasy Star Online online. <gasps> yeah. You mean like it's sort MMO of like, light? Yeah, it's sort of like Guild Wars, where it's MMO light. Quote: another, It's possible another- to play offline for the first few hours after the start of the game. However, to play all elements of the game, an internet connection is required. Uh, does that mean there's a, a fee? Although like they a... have they have said that you, it is still possible to play the game while online as a solo experience. Yes, you can play by yourself online just like you can with Diablo three. That didn't make anybody happy about Diablo three. Also, they have announced that there is going to be a fee in Japan. Oh, oh, if they actually confirm that now, I saw that story on One Up. So take that what you will. And that if uh, we have it too, but we don't. Andrea Song has the same thing. Dragon Quest X FAQ confirmed subscription free fee. Awesome. Square Enix has officially jumped off the deep end by making an all online game for the Wii. Well, here's here's what I say. This game's <laughs> not being Wii U. De- yeah, yeah. This yeah, well, that's a whole other can of worms. This game is not being made by level five. I officially or don't any, care. Or any of the other or any of the other developers that have done it. A Dragon Quest? Yeah. You mean Enix never developed Dragon five. Quest? Sorry? Enix never developed Dragon Quest? No. Enix never it, this is the really? first time that yeah, this is the first time that Square Enix themselves have actually developed a Dragon Quest game. I did not know that Enix didn't even develop the, nope. the game. Okay. Enix never touched it. Okay. Sweet. Square never touched it. They just Enix provide the the creative was, heads and that's it. It was right? uh, no, it's just like there's a there's a, the series itself is owned by a um like Yuji one Hori. guy yeah. who I can't remember his name. Yuji who Hori? Yeah. Yeah. Who sort of gives the franchise to the development studio and Square Enix publishes it. Okay. So sweet. So so for eight and nine it was level five and for seven it was I can't remember. Oh uh yeah. I, don't, I keep forgetting. Uh, it didn't go well. Art Art Piazza. Yeah. So, so yeah. and then before that it was I don't know. Who was it before that? I don't know. That's my question. I, do, I barely know anything about Dragon Quest. I don't play the series. So anyway, um, so we got a newcomer to the series as, as far as the development of the game goes. That could go good, could go bad. So I'm, I'm not excited now because I don't know that they're going to do it well. Um, Square Enix internal development plus online has not equaled anything good in the past few years. Uh, unless yeah, you, consider- you see, the funny thing is, is I, had bet- I had bets with several members of staff that, that was going to get brought up almost immediately as soon as I posted the forum thread, but it, it appeared too far down page one for me to really call it. What? Oh, that someone was going to mention Final Fantasy XIV in the ensuing forum thread. Yeah, um, I don't know. Hopefully they can do it well. And the other thing that's not gone well in, in what I've been seeing, these online Fantasy Star-esque titles have not been doing well. Critically, what? As in free to play MMOs or just no, no, like these, these. Are, well, they're not. Free, this isn't free to play. But like, think well, of uh, think not. of like uh, Fantasy Star Online Portable and Portable Two. I mean, who's talking them up? Who's playing them? Those aren't big things. 
Can as I far have, as I remember, though, those two, both of those games sold pretty well in Japan. Did they? That's what I was about to ask. Yeah. I mean, so they just did, don't do well Square in the West. Even care about they don't do well in the West. West. I, I, I don't think Dragon Quest Ten. I'm, I'm not even sure they would even consider releasing Dragon Quest Ten outside of Japan at the moment. Yeah. It makes it makes sense in Japan because Dragon Quest always sells buckets. And you know the funny thing is like in the U.S. all the Twitter like everything on Twitter or everyone from like you, that you would normally follow in the games press the first thing is like an MMO on the Wii goodbye you know no thank you or what what are you thinking and that doesn't make any sense here but I'm sure it makes a lot more sense in Japan than putting it on the 360 does or putting it on the Wii or maybe even making a PC. Hmm. So, I don't know. Michael Tidwell is in the chat room and thinks that uh I don't think he's actually listening, but he says that online payment would not kill the game in the US. I think he's crazy, but okay. It's it's going to be a hard sell. I like like Quinn says, I don't I don't even know if they're going to it, it seems so intrinsically Japanese this game. Made for the Japanese market and the Japanese sensibilities and what just what the hardware realities are in that in that region, what people happen to own. And the expectations of what people have to for a four fee online game too are pretty high. So I mean, unless DQ10 is throwing out a full MMO experience, who's going to pay for it? Well, people, a lot of people paid for Fantasy Star Online, didn't they? I don't know. Did they? I think the question is at this point, though, is how high would I mean? You know, if they're charging the same level as um, you know Blizzard for World of Warcraft, then the expectation will be that they can produce something World of Warcraft esque on the on the Wii. But what if they're charging what, like three dollars a month, which I think was somewhere where Fantasy Star Online was originally marketed way back during the Dreamcast days. I mean, in, I mean, funnily, I mean, the the irony is, is um, Fantasy Star Online on the Dreamcast required a fee in Japan, required a fee in America, but didn't require a fee in Europe. Hmm. Uh, Monster Hunter requires a fee in Japan, doesn't require a fee in America. Um, I I just find the fact that they're taking it online to be extremely weird at all, because Dragon Quest has always been one of the most stalwart traditional single-player Japanese RPGs, and yet they're trying to do all this multiplayer stuff with it now. Well, Dragon Quest IX was, that, was the chink in that armor. I mean, that's that's what they were trying to break. They and, brought, and I just mean, about it just every seems like a natural extension of Nine, right? And almost every traditional fan of the Dragon Quest series will tell you that Nine's one of the worst in the series. Except it sold like oh. gangbusters, and people played it for years and years. Yeah, I don't know that people would say that. I mean, you remember you used, used to talk about how people would go to Tokyo Game Show and they'd see uh, Monster Hunter players on the train, and then like for the last like two years, it was Dragon Quest Nine players. And I mean, for the longest time, all I ever ta- heard about was people trading maps in Japan. So I'm, at, I, I guess this is the next extension, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I just guess. think we're disappointed because none of us wants it. <laughs> well, I I care very little for Dragon Quest anyway. I I don't really like the series and I doubt I'd get this one just based on that well, but right. it just it just seems to make it does on a certain on a certain number of levels seem to make business sense a lot of things are going online you know recently and 
uh, you know, I think they they finally decided that they wanted Dragon Quest to do the same, uh, at least as far as the Japanese market's concerned. And Quinn's totally right. It's it business sense because think about how long people were playing Dragon Quest Nine. I mean, sure, you don't have to worry about like use trade-ins or use sales because people are playing it for so long. But they're thinking like, man, people are still playing this two years later. What if what if we could get like five bucks out of these people every single month? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm personally in agreement with what Just Doug says in the chat room. There is a market for it. We're, we're not it. Yep. Japan. <laughs> yeah, I, ugh, I know for me, uh, I'm looking yeah. at this and thinking, I'm, I don't know that the developer's going to be any good for this, because honestly, Square Enix internal lately has been kind of a, a mixed bag. Well, the guy, the guy who produced uh, the guy, the, the guy heading up the production of Dragon Quest X is the guy who produced Nier. Oh, okay. So that people liked Nier, though, right? Yeah. So that's good. Nier, sign. Nier, yeah. Nier is an extremely good game. Okay, that's good. Uh, I'm. I don't know about the game format because honestly, these these I've never been appealed to by Fantasy Star Online and any of its ilk and uh, and stuff. So that doesn't appeal to me, and I'm certainly not going to pay for a game unless it's like really good, like pay online to play. When when you say it's ilk, because it seems like this is still a turn-based game, right? Is it? I think so. Okay, that's new. I didn't know that. Am I wrong there? I don't know. I don't know. So it's going to well, be turn-based. Right. Well, for people who don't know, uh, you, you, there's five playable races, orcs, elves, dwarfs, a pukuripo, and a wedi. I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. Uh, multiple continents, one big world. They're talking. They're promising like several updates, more so, like for like a full year like they did with Dragon Quest Nine. Uh, it's going to be on the Wii and the Wii U. Chris, you said there's a host of problems with that. Well, no, I didn't say host of problems. I said it's a can of worms because this is Twilight okay. Princess all over again. Um so does that mean the Wii version is kind of the the ugly stepheaded child that no stepchild that nobody um, acknowledges or anything, or does that mean the Wii U version I, I, is a game going to be changed drastically for the Wii U version and feel different? Are they going to work well together? Pretty... It's just just going to feel awkward for people. I I don't know. I think the Wii U I... version is going to be like an HD and it's going to be like widescreen. It's probably so it'll be the look... one to get then. Yeah, it sounds like the Wii U version will be the one to get because putting it putting it online on the Wii, putting an online game on the Wii, which is well, everyone knows bar none is the but worst we console don't this know. generation for online. We don't know yet that Wii U's online is going to be much better. Well, it can't be much worse. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now that's fair. <laughs> I'll accept that. <laughs> okay. No, I I guess, uh, yeah, whatever. Well, at, at the at the very least, it'll be prettier. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Worst case scenario, it's prettier. Master Chief says Nintendo will find a way to make it worse. Mark my words. <laughs> <laughs> but even still, even even if like the Wii U, if the Wii U version was out of the picture, putting a game online, a permanent online game on the Wii, just makes absolutely no sense to me regardless of what market you're talking about because the Wii has one of the most worst online functionality ever. Sure. Of this sure, generation. Sure. sure, sure. Um, so we've got Dragon Quest 10 and I think we're just going to have to let it go because it's time to talk about another Square Enix game 
Final Fantasy XIII 2. Where we have to go back to the future. That's right. Final Fantasy XIII 2 has time travel. So, <laughs> we already knew it was part of the storyline, that somebody's coming back in time to help make sure things don't go bad. But now we know that there are going to be locations in the game that have time gates, and you go into different time periods, and you go back and forth, and you try and fix stuff. So, how do you feel about, uh, is this the new Chrono Trigger? I, no, let's not make sweeping statements like that. All right, fine. But, I don't know, I mean, Square Enix has actually had a relatively, uh, I don't know, I would say, um, good run with time travel. Yeah. I know. I, they're one. They're one. They're one. Ah, they're some of the people that I trust with the mechanic, if nothing else. But I, I wouldn't want to compare it to Chrono Trigger. I mean, of course. Then like, again, like, this game is being developed by Nomura, so who knows what's going to happen? It can't be worse than White Knight Chronicle 2's time travel stuff. Oh my gosh! Spoilers. The game's not even <laughs> out yet. I didn't know there was time travel in that. I totally got to get it now. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. What what else do we hear? Uh, can explore all branching paths aspect. Is that part of the aspects? Because that sounds cool. Mm. That sounds like Radiant Historia to me more than anything. People are trying to make hay out of the fact that they registered domains and copyrights for Final Fantasy XIII. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's you know that's companies just do that. Companies do that stuff all the friggin' time, yeah. and the gaming media just flips out about it every time. You, yeah, if you're if you're not stupid, you do that just on the off chance that this game is some sort of super duper hit. Right. I was talking with Lewis about this last night. I was like, how many Chrono things have they copyrighted that have come to nothing? Like, they do this all the time. Everyone does it all the time. It's just and. Every single time. It's like people sit on the friggin' trademark thing, pressing F5 to see if their favorite game company will, you know, trademark something and they can scoop the next, I don't know, the next Dusex or whatever. Did I just kill the chat? No, well, no, no. Sorry. I don't know. Some people get... It depends on how sensationalist you get about it. I've seen uh, Silicon Era do some good work with that kind of stuff before. Well, all right. So, uh, is any, does this make you more excited for Final Fantasy thirteen two? Is anybody excited for Final Fantasy thirteen two? I'm pretty gonna buy it. One I'll day I should play Final Fantasy thirteen. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those rare people that actually enjoyed playing Final Fantasy thirteen. So, you know, I'm one of those rare people that haven't played Final Fantasy thirteen. Oh wait, that's not rare. I I actually enjoyed thirteen, and I'm looking forward to thirteen two somewhat. But I want versus more than I want this. Do you even uh, really know after, after playing the uh, the demo for it, I'm actually interested in um, seeing how Type Zero turns out. Oh, I'm looking forward to Type Zero too. All right, uh, what do we know about that Type Zero? There was some tiny little bit of news coming out this week about. Let's see. Yeah, whatever. It was nothing important. So, Final Fantasy thirteen two, now with time travel, sweet Guardian Heroes. Let's going way back, uh, going way back to the Saturn. Guardian Heroes treasures classic Sega. Uh, I thought it was a beat 'em up, but apparently we consider it an RPG. So, however that works. 
coming out. It finally has a date, October 12th. Who's excited to play Guardian Heroes again? Now with cell shading. Uh, sorry, but I'm waiting for another uh, Sega Saturn game made by Treasure. That's not an RPG. It's just, and they're taking for goddamn ever with it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Although apparently it has a Japanese release date now. So. Okay. What? What? Wait. What? what Radiant has, Silver Gun. That's coming out next week. Yeah, in Japan. Oh, not here. Uh, I, I, from what I from what I, I haven't actually heard an official release date for us yet. Oh, I thought we had. I thought I know there's a release date for Japan, but I'm pretty we sure it's have, worldwide. Well, I should well hope so. Because <laughs> yeah, a lot of people been, think it's, wait, it's worthwhile. I've been waiting for that since January. And, well, yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to more that's made by Treasure and was on the Sega Sat. Okay. Shame it's still an RPG. Yeah. What? Well, Radiant what? Silver Gun isn't, isn't an RPG. So you can't get a free copy? Chris, only you use your RPG games. I do not! I, well, rather I should say I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, we get review copies all the time. Yeah, I, as a newsie, I don't get to see any of them. Oh, okay. I, I think I've gotten two, two... You know what? If you want them, I've got a subscription to Warhammer Online and DC Universe Online. <laughs> if you really want it... <laughs> uh, I, I, Somehow, it's not quite so... Not, not, not no, I can do a public accounting. I've got um, Rift, uh, Warhammer Online, and DC Universe Online. I play none of them. They really were just to try it out so we can talk talk about them on the podcast and stuff. I also have Eve, um, and that I'm hoping to do. Wow, they gave you a press account for that? I didn't even realize they did that. Yeah, they do. Um, they Yeah, I found out that they do that. So what I need to do <laughs> is get up some coverage for Incarna, because people probably want to hear about how it is to get out of your ship and stuff and that, because that's uh, um, very different. I so. can... Well, I, 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 I can a little bit about it but yeah chris what are you waiting for uh i'm lazy quite honestly <laughs> but uh what a surprise uh yeah and if at any time someone else at rp gamer wants to take over one of those accounts and and start reviewing the game please let me know but uh <laughs> i don't want anyone getting the impression that i'm <laughs> scamming the system <laughs> all right guardian heroes is coming out october 12th we already said that huh that means we're out of news oh we sure. can talk about we can talk about bad MMOs all we want, then. Oh, we can talk about picks, you know. <laughs> oh, picks. All right. <gasps> Breaking news. Not really. Just a rumor. An interesting rumor I just heard. Do go on. If anyone. Uh, apparently, uh, Chair is working on a new iOS role-playing game. Because they loved how... They, they fell in love with the platform after Infinity Blade, and it did so well for them. So rumor is they're starting a new one. Okay, uh, this is from uh, Pocket Gamers. Wait, wait, wait. Rumor I thought they were going to do Shadow Wars. Uh, what is... Um, they never said that. The, the Shadow, what's it called? Shadow Complex 2. They never said that. They said that they didn't start Shadow Complex 2 because of iOS. Yes, but they never said that they were going to start it now that so it's finished. So they're not going to... Oh. Not, that's just, uh, just a rumor. All right. Here's like, let me just read it to you. Um, Infinity Blade developer Cherry working on a new iOS role-playing game. Having fallen in love with, the I- with iOS during the development of Infinity Blade, developer Cherry is moving quickly into its next project. While I'm not able to divulge the full name of the title, I can confirm it's a role-playing game that goes deeper than Infinity Blade. 
The game isn't a sequel or a successor to Infinity Blade. On the contrary, it's a completely different game, but specifically for the blah, blah, blah. Uh, better graphics, more content, in-depth character customization, and a story-driven campaign with multiple locations. I'm okay with this. And apparently, in other words, it's a triple-A hardcore title without compromise, and it's coming out uh, by next sum- like around next summer 2012. Oh, wait, and wait, an announcement should be pieced together late summer with a release eyed for the end of the year in 2012 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yep, that's. I wouldn't be surprised. They did they did gangbusters with Infinity Blade on iOS. Yeah, no, you're right. It does make sense. And they already built the engine, and I could imagine a real. Of course, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this saying, "No, why aren't you making Shadow Complex 2? <laughs> Bang keyboard. But I don't know. I'm interested. Why not? And I killed the chat. Nah. Yeah, probably. That was an XBLA title, wasn't it? Shadow Complex. Yeah. It was based on uh, what's his name? Orson Scott Card's uh, universe where the left and the right hate each other so much they divide the country in half. <laughs> Seems inherently silly, but it works, I guess. Yeah, it's like a basic, like a new civil war between left-wing extremists and right-wing extremists, and Shadow Complex takes place within that universe, uh, that's like parallel to his first novel. I think yeah, it's I called, uh, what's it called? Empire something? Empire something something? Apparently, according to Just Dog, Card wrote that book at the request of the game makers. Yep. It's, it's, uh, it's Chair's IP. Empire, yeah. Yeah, I, n- I never got to play that game because that's still an XPLA. Some people, I don't know, people say some good. Some people liked it. Some people thought it, that card has an obvious right slant, and I don't know. Whatever. If it's entertaining, it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Oh. Let's uh, entertain our listeners with some talk about what we've been playing. Oh, I have. I wasn't entertaining them. I was boring them, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you ask. I'm sorry. <laughs> Roy, why don't you kick us off? You were lasting in introductions. Let's make you first on the on the on the your picks of the week. I have. And been you better playing... tell me more than I've just been working in Minecraft. No, actually, I've been actually also been working on a mod in Dragon Age. Oh, what's this do? Um, me and one other modder for Dragon Age have been working on a mod that imports all of the armors from Dragon Age Two into Dragon Age One. Oh, neat. That sounds fun. Is it uh, hard to work with? Um, we've had uh, the human armors not so much, but we've had some trouble with the elves. Um, getting to work, getting the human armors to work for the elves. Okay. We've we've had uh, trouble making it. Like when we put them on the elves, they'll they'll end up coming them out too skinny. Ah. So we've had to fatten up the armor meshes. <laughs> so is this so uh, do you have to have both games installed for this to work? Or are you going to include all the armor materials in your mod? Oh, you, you don't you don't have to have Dragon Age two to for it to work. Oh, okay. So hopefully they don't care that you're using their models. <laughs> oh, we, we we actually contacted Bioware about it. They said they are fine with us using any DLC or Dragon Age two assets as long as we only do it for Dragon Age. Oh, cool. And, and no other game. That's awesome. I like that. That's pretty cool. Here, I'll put a link to it in the chat. I like that. So you guys right. can have fun with it. Sweet. Uh, anything else you've been doing? Minecraft. Minecraft. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, John, uh, you got any picks for us this week? 
Uh, well, I've been playing a few things. Obviously, I, I finished um, Deus Ex. So did I. Um, I didn't have as much trouble with the bosses as everybody else. Um, uh, I only had trouble with the first boss. so I, I didn't play. really have trouble with the first one either. Yeah. Not that much. The last um, boss was a joke. Last one was a joke. The third one isn't immune to takedowns. Um, the second one was amazingly easy if you have one shotgun. <laughs> like, really easy. Uh, um, did the uh, the one in the room with all the statues. Did you have issues yeah. with that one? Not really. I fell. F- I fell for the trap on purpose. And okay. well, yeah, he's actually quite easy. Oh, did you even without your even without your augments? He's easy. Okay, so you didn't do the the. Do you hear that if you do a takedown? Well, that's boss... what I just said. It turns out he is. He did you is, actually uh... do that? No. Okay. No, I did. I, did, I, I heard about that that trick, and like that's just cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so I don't want to. I don't want to tell yeah. people how to do it. But yeah, the last uh, one's a joke. That's too cheap. Yeah, last boss kind of a joke. Um, come, you're just so powerful by then; it's ridiculous. Uh, I was thinking of the security code that allows you to oh. bypass. <laughs> I didn't find out where to put that in until after I'd done the fight. <laughs> tuts, tuts. I know, because it didn't put it in your guide or anything. It was kind of stupid. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so what do you think? You, you uh. We don't want to spoil it for people, but are you know, happy yeah. with how the endings, how the ending came together and all that stuff? Yeah, or? I'm not. I'm. I. I. I didn't mind it really. Well, um, I thought it came together pretty well. Um, I mean, it's a serious game of the year candidate. Can, candidate. Um, I, although personally, I'm reserving judgment until my copy of Tales of Zillia shows up. I love the game up until the end. I don't like what they did with the story at the very end. I don't. I don't like the way they resolve it. I don't like the way the endings work functionally i it just um i'm not thrilled with it but uh honestly the rest of the game is so good i i, I kind of don't care so. um the other stuff i'm playing uh obligatory world of warcraft um oh I'm getting size from anna what whoops am i muted <laughs> you're not sorry muted. i didn't realize that i unmuted myself just comes on to say <sighs> you're playing World no, of it's, Warcraft. <laughs> I'm, I was getting annoyed because my bed slid forward. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, nothing but much. I can list I World of Warcraft because you browbeat me into opening up the stupid dailies. I, I, I did, yeah. I, I made Anna try out Firelands. And now she did. And now we can run them together. It's fun. You know, it's better. Well, I, I won't say it's fun. The Firelands dailies become tedious, but having someone else there makes them go a little faster. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Until uh, you go find... somewhere underground, and I lose. Well, you you're from... not as far ahead as it's... I am, so yeah, yeah. there's an issue with that. Sorry, I keep uh, cutting you, John. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't really do much aside from drop uh, mining off one of my alternate characters, and I'm just finding out how expensive enchanting is. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I don't have a lot of gold left. Um, but anyways, um, much still much praise for um, League of Legends, even though they still haven't put out the Dominion patch yet, which is kind of annoying. They were showing it off at PAX, but yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, they were showing it off at Gamescom as well. I I was able to uh, I was able to have a go at it at Gamescom, and I really enjoyed it. But they still haven't put it live yet, probably because they know that the second they put it live, their servers are going to implode with sheer numbers of people. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's still a really good game, but, 
and, and there'll be some discussion from me about it on the next uh, backtrack that comes out, I think. Um, uh, Chris, Phil and I recorded some stuff about League of Legends uh, because he previously reviewed a copy of it about two years ago for the site. Because back then, apparently, we considered it an RPG. Um, and uh, I, um, there's a, quite a bit of discussion about it there, so I don't really need to say that much So you're going to do a, a backtrack about MOBAs or something? I don't know. I, no, I mean, we recorded some stuff about League of Legends, which I think is going out on the... Oh, I'm trying to remember what the subject of that podcast was. I think it was um, Radiator Stories. Um... Because uh, you know the um, like RPG cast, it has the the backtrack has multiple segments. So, got it. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, they've, they've got a new champion coming out on Tuesday, uh, Riven the Exile. Um, but they still haven't. They've said that they want to put Dominion out sometime during September, but they still haven't given a a, a date for it. As I said, probably because they know that the second Dominion comes out, the servers are going to get flooded to all hell. And, well, it'll be like an MMO launch all over again. Um, yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Cool. For me. Well, uh, I have just played a lot of Deus Ex, which we talked about already. Um, game's awesome. I continue to hack and read people's emails, and I had a lot of fun with it. And I'm pleased to have finished another game this year. And I'm also been playing some Torchlight after that. I'm trying to finish that off, because I'm three floors from the end, and I just need to really finish. And I found that apparently they patched the game and made uh, my character class harder than it used to be when I was last playing a couple years ago. So... It's kind of weird with the, with that. And, um, so I was actually I was just going to say on um, Deus Ex and um, Manny's uh, Manny did a feature at the beginning of this year for New Year's resolutions. Was yeah. that was that you, Manny? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, my one was um, like play and enjoy an RPG that isn't made by Bioware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got it. Deus Ex, except it's published by Square Enix. So does it hmm. still count? <laughs> well, at least next year I'll be like resolution met. Yes, Deus Ex. Yep. Yeah, you've got a, you've got a resolution you got a resolution ticked on that one from me. Deus Ex. All right, green cool. game. Yes, so. uh, I really love that game. Uh, so the the uh, torchlights. I've been playing the torchlights. I guess I shouldn't talk too much about torchlights. So what I will say is I have not gone back to Xenoblade yet, and I will, and that'll be next after I top off torchlight so looking forward to really sinking my teeth into that and uh, that leaves manny do you have any picks for us uh well i don't know if i could recommend it to anyone here because it seems like you I, you guys don't want to play dead island for a various number of reasons no go ahead and it. recommend it i can talk about it you don't All listen right. to us just do it i'll take my so. headset off now y'all when i should come back <laughs> <laughs> All right, I give plenty of warning, advanced warning for everyone to leave. Mm-hmm. All right, go, just go. All right. So, uh, yeah, I've been playing Dead Island on uh, PS3. Well, first things first, let me just say, I'm, I uh, before I moved on to Dead Island, because I, I started playing 
just because I'm like, oh, the podcast is on Saturday. I should probably put this in and play some before then. But I was playing uh, – I was finally wrapping up Oblivion. I just finished The Shivering Isles, oh. best content in the whole game. Yeah. And now that I've done everything, I'm going to make an evil – I'm going to – Oh, it, no. So You're not going to do it again. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. After that, I'm going to – right now, I'm doing the Thieves Guild and the Dark Brotherhood at the same time. Okay. So it was really interesting because I'm like it, – it, it's kind of ridiculous because you're like – have you seen those commercials for Dos Equis where you're like the most interesting man in the world? Yes. You're the most interesting – that's what you are in Oblivion because I'm the head of the Mages Guild I do, who happens to be a master thief, who happens to be uh, – the. I'm not even going to tell you what happens at the end of the, uh, the Shivering Isles, Chris, because I – you should totally play it. I'm if going you, to. All right, just and the, give me some time. You know the best part about the Shivering Isles is that maybe I don't. I don't know if it's because I spend so much time in the normal world of Oblivion, but like either the start contracts or if it stands so well on its own. But it's well, I guess it does because it's a very as opposed to the rest of Oblivion, it's just absolutely off the wall. The characters have tons of personality. They're not all copy paste people. Everyone is absolutely delightfully insane or. Yeah, pretty much delightfully insane. And it, it's basically like the entire Shivering Isles is like a Tim Burton movie, but you, you pick like one side is Nightmare Before Christmas and the other side is Alice in Wonderland and sort of just divided right down the middle. Okay. So that's sort of that level of insanity. And it's a lot tighter and more focused. So like a lot of people complain about Oblivion getting lost or not knowing what to do. Instead, here's a very clear storyline of, of, of very from very clear factions, you know, just – very focused and tight and a lot it's a lot more uh what's it called a lot more con- not more dense so like instead of having to walk be- for like for miles before you see something interesting there's square for square there uh, per square inch there's more interesting things to do and see so i enjoy that a lot and now that i've finished that i'm just going to be an evil character and just finish off those last two quests the thieves guilds and the fighters guild i mean in the dark brotherhood and i'm done with oblivion putting it away and i'm moving on uh okay so that's my oblivion talk and started dead island on ps3 uh do you what have you heard chris because i just don't want to just dive right into it I'm um, sort of a, what do you mean what have i heard i've heard how the game works i've heard there's lots of of hacking and slashing that people really like the physics stuff and mm-hmm. um beyond that it just sounds uh, people are enjoying themselves and it just doesn't appeal to me at all okay all right, that's fair enough, because I hear people talking about how... Well, Master Chief, for example, is calling it the worst game in the world. Right, I mean, the and, worst... and I heard the bugs were an issue, but people seem to be playing it a lot for it, so I don't think it's that big of an issue. <laughs> I mean, the game is fine. I mean, it's exactly what I expected it to be. It's pretty much exactly what I played at E3. It's it's Dead Island with... I mean, not Dead Island. It's uh, Borderlands with a melee focus. It's grim. I mean, a lot of people are comparing this to, like, uh, Dead Rising, and it's not Dead Rising at all. It's... Not Dead Rising in sort of in any sort of resemblance, because it's Dead, Dead, Dead Rising is a little bit it's tongue in cheek. Uh, the crafting system in it is deep, and the gameplay is completely different. Here's just it's sort of like a real bummer. It's real depressing. Things are bad, and your only real goal your goal isn't to unravel the mystery of what happened to why everyone's a zombie. It's just to survive and get out. That's your only real goal, and it's. It feels like Borderlands mixed with a little bit of Fallout. You know how in Fallout we are always looking through every drawer, scavenging up little bits and pieces so you can make something eventually? That's exactly what you do here. Just kill a zombie, rummage through suitcases, collect the things, build an item, 
and then just like sort of use those items to uh, hack and slash, like you said. Um, right now, I'm playing a Sam B. He's the blunt melee character, and I think wait, there's four characters, right? And Anna was saying, I don't, I don't. Did she actually leave? Um, yeah, she did. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was saying earlier that uh, she was saying earlier that some classes seem less viable to play by yourself than others do, and it seems to make some sense because. Sambi, like, it's all found weapons, so you're going to find a lot of, like, oars and paddles and just big sticks to hit people with. So I picked the, the blunt melee character because it just seemed like it made the most sense. And he has a lot of health and he regenerates health on his own, but I can't imagine, like I said earlier, playing someone like Perna, who's, um, who's, who's the firearm specialist, because you barely get guns in that game. And sure, she has a few perks where you find more ammo and become more, and becomes more useful that way, but... That's so far down her tree that it'd be by the end of the game before you start finding weapons and ammo. I mean, guns and ammo on, on a regular basis. So she seems almost useless. But of course, the funny thing is the reason why you would pick her is be, is because you're in a four-person party and she has a bunch of leadership abilities. So she buffs everyone around her. So it makes sense to pick her that way. And Sean May, she seems pretty cool too. I mean, she's the she's the the blade weapon, especially sort of like the the rogue in this game or the assassin. Yeah. She, She's a little weak. I mean, she takes some hits, but she can chop people's legs off left and right. And like you said, Chris, if you don't like gore, this game is not for you because you <laughs> there's a like what's it called deteriorating skin models. So like you have like a basic zombie, and then as you hit them, chunks of depending on what you hit them with, chunks of flesh sort of get ripped off. You can break their arms, and you break their arms, they sort of just flop at their sides. And then the zombies just try to bite you at that point. They sort of just try to headbutt and butt and bite you instead of trying to whack you because their arms are broken and dangling. You can so it's if you set them on fire, you actually watch oh. their you can see their their flesh and their hair sort of burn off their skin. And they just go. It's, it's also particularly fun to kick them into pools because they can't swim, so they start drowning. So it's it's pretty funny. Uh, it, it's. I don't know what to say. I mean, it's it's just it seems like a fun little co-op game. Uh, people have requested you make that noise again. No, that will not happen. <laughs> okay. I regret it already. <laughs> it's like Murlocs, but but more like. I, I wish I had someone to riff off of because it's it's, I, I have a much easier time talking about these kind of things when I have someone to bounce off of. Yeah, I was, so, was going to say that was a pretty good Murloc impression. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like I said, it's not a terrible game. Is I, I think I agree with most reviews where it's like it falls like in that sort of B range, eighty, seventy, that kind of thing. It by no means is the best game I've ever played. Oh, but that reminds me. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from Giant Bomb, Brad Shoemaker, he says the only way to play that game is with the with the analog controls. I haven't, I've yet to try it out because I'm playing on 360. I mean, not on the 360, on the PS3, so it just might be I can't get used to the stick. But when you play analog, sort of you have to, you know, sort of ready your arm by pulling it back or pulling it to the side and flipping it in the opposite direction, and you get a lot of analog. You get a lot of control over where that stick, where your uh, your arm is going. So you can really target an arm if you want to break it or cut it off, or really target a leg or the head. Which, but I just can't seem to get used to it. So right now I'm just playing digital, where you just hit the L1 button and you sort of just whack, 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 and you have sort of like a general idea where you can, where you general idea of where you're hitting. So, um, is there something wrong with me that all my culture, the gaming culture, 
The gaming internet culture seems to be obsessed with hacking up zombies, and I completely am not interested in that. Nope, nothing wrong with you at all. I mean, it's there's zombies everywhere. I mean, and the, the zombies for every... Well, you like Plants vs. Zombies, right? I do, but I don't there hack up zombies. But that's your zombie like game. It's not like a horror movie, you know? But that's, that's your my zombie, zombie game. game. Okay. That's your zombie game. Right. The zombies are so ubiquitous now that there's a zombie for everybody. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, basic gameplay is just you running around an island. You occasionally get a vehicle to drive around, but it's basically like a little bit better uh, quest tracking than Borderlands had, and a, and a better map than Borderlands. I mean, than Borderlands had. But you sort of just go into an, go into a safe house, talk to all everyone in the safe house, get a bunch of quests, go run out into the beach areas or the bungalows, see the juxtaposition of a beautiful picturesque scenery and dead people trying to eat you. Do a bunch of quests, go back, get rewards, get better loot, and there, it, there are tiered loots. There's like right now I have a blue hammer, which is <laughs> which is pretty great, and then you mod those with all the things you get, and it just it's sort of rinse and repeat. I mean, I feel like I don't need to explain it to, the, to this RP gamer audience because you guys all know what to, I've been saying this from the beginning. It's an RPG, it's an RPG, it's Borderlands, it's Borderlands. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure everyone else like uh, I think that's what the giant bomb quick look was so interesting because everyone's like what. This game is this? I had no idea. I had no idea what it was going to be. So, like, they spent like a good 20 minutes talking about, how, like, what? This is basically Borderlands. What? Is that loot? Oh, you know, I'm crafting stuff now. Great. But oh, you right. guys know that. And Master Chief says, like, Borderlands is just not as good. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I guess he's right. Okay. But, you I, know, I, I, it, but that doesn't mean you won't have fun if you like Borderlands, right? Sorry, guys. I got a call on the other line. I'll be back what? in a bit. What? We're being put on hold. RPG cast is being put on hold. This is unacceptable. Oh, absolutely yeah, unacceptable. I, because I think I think the reason why Borderlands is better because it has a lot of charm. It's I a little can't bit even more think fun now, Manny. I'm just so mad. I can't even. think All right. Now. Oh, and, no. and because the cla- every class is viable in Borderlands. No one ever plays Lilith and says, "Oh, well, I, thought, I have to play Lilith oh, by myself." So, so what's the tip for people? Avoid which classes again? I don't know if you should avoid it. Well, the, the really interesting thing this game does is that uh, when you're playing online. You'll get pop-ups in the world. It'll be like so and so. It'll be either your friends or random people. It'll be like so and so happens to be in the area. Would you like to join their game? And you just push like left on the D-pad, oh, and okay. you instantly join that person's game. Oh, cool! And, and the same thing, same thing happens for you. Somebody can see like you're in the same general area and says, "Whatever is in this area, come join him." They have to be on your friends list, though, right? No, oh. just random people. If you open up your, uh, if you open up, if you set up your game that way. Okay. So it was pretty interesting. I was I had to do this one difficult quest, and some guy happened to jump into my game at the exact time, and it was like, "Great, we did this quest together." And then he finished his thing off. He turned in his reward, and he left. Hmm. So that's it's sort of that kind of just jump in, jump out, dynamic, dynamic kind of thing. Well, that's kind of cool. Um, it'd still be nice to, I, I assume, play co-op with your friends though for a more longer period. No. Yeah, I'm gonna join in with Chipper in the Snow. Cipher in the Snow. Sniper in the snow. There you go. I was Chipper in the snow. <laughs> Chipper, C-H. You know what it is? I, I don't know it's, what that um, means. It, uh, I used to watch Chips, and then you never really read the title anymore, and you just go, oh, Chip, okay. Chip, 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 Chipper. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Manny, I, I have heard from several reviews, though, that as far as RPG stuff in that game goes, that the story, and it's really, very forgettable. Um, if This is the kind of game that you just play. This, is, this isn't a game that you, ex- you know, a story that you experience. It's just a game you play. It's just you go, you do quests, you hack stuff up, you get better loot, rinse and repeat, you do it again and again and again. That's what it's about. And you're right. I mean, it's you're not coming here for a compelling story. 
hell, you don't come to Borderlands for a compelling story either. It's because you want the guns and you want to shoot guys in the face. And you know, honestly, I can appreciate a game like that. I've, I've been playing a lot of heavy story-driven games lately, and it's nice to just have a game that leaves me alone for like 20 hours and let me just, lets me play with friends or whatever. And that light story nature – I mean the worst thing is when you play a heavily story-based game and, you have a, and your friend skips the cutscene <laughs> or something. Or your friend is jumping or squatting or teabagging one of the main characters where you're trying to listen to some rousing speech – it sort of just takes me out of it. So when, with these kind of co-op driven games, I don't mind. It's just all gameplay. But you're, if, if what you're asking me is that if uh, it meets that trailers, if it meets the goal of what the that trailer set forth, um, sort of tonally, it's a depressing place, and everyone's miserable and sad and going crazy, and you have to kill fam- people, you have to kill family members for people. I mean, tonally, it, it, it matches that, but story wise, there's there's not a st- like an over. There's no big story to go with it. Mm-hmm. So, in the zombie sense, is it going for like the Resident Evil Undead zombies or like the 28 Days? Just both. Mad? Both. Uh, if they just turn into a zombie, they're called the infected, and they run up to you, and but they're kind of easy to kill. If they've been infected for a while, they're a little bit more decrepit and shambling. So it, it's yeah, yeah, and there's even like a little bit of like Resident Evil kind of guys where. You have people in gigantic straitjackets who sort of who who uh, sort of rush at you and try to kill you. And like Master so Chief says, it, sometimes you do get surrounded by infected and they're hard to get away from. So it pretty much goes for like the twenty eight days later type zombie, then plus an advanced case of leprosy. Yeah, but eventually, yes. Eventually when you get really, really messed up, you shamble. Oh, and my, my biggest pet peeve right now I mean the biggest problem I have right now is those uh these guys called thugs. He's like these big super zombies, and whenever they hit you, you get you get like uh, flung back like a few feet, and they're just a pain to kill. So what I've been doing is just I try to break each arm first, so then their arms just are like flapping at their side, and they try to bite you, but they can't because <laughs> it's really pathetic. But yeah, those guys are a pain. Still early in. I'll let you guys know if it gets worse or breaks or whatever. If anyone, you know what, I should probably set up a. I don't know if I'll be able to this Wednesday, but maybe this Thursday or something. I'll try to set up a, a Dead Island game night on PS3 if anyone wants to join me. Then you should do that. that. Sounds cool. The end. Yeah. I wish one other person would have played this. I'm so much better when I have someone to bounce off of. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All righty. All well, right. At least, uh, at least uh, Rose asked a question or two. All right, so now we need to get Anna back. And well, based on what you played, what kind of score would you give it based on what you oh. played so far? Um, I agree with uh, uh it's you know, honestly, I haven't run into many problems. I I mean, any of the technical problems, I haven't run into I would say so far my biggest problem is just a checkpointing system. It seems like I need to play a lot longer than I than I want to when I want to stop. And I'm not sure if my data is going to be backed up or saved. And that even when I've joined into people's, uh, jumped into people's games, I've I've lost some progress. So right now, that's my biggest problem with the game. A game like this where it's so quest-driven and you need, need to do so many little steps and I keep on losing little bits of progress whenever I jump into someone's game or leave it. No, not jump. Yeah, when I jump into someone's game and then leave it. Quit unexpectedly. But, I mean, that's sort of the one negative experience I'm really having with it. 
everything so else does it, seems... Does it not have a save anywhere feature? Or? Not really. It's more like a checkpoint system whenever something important happens, in quotes. Which can be kind of annoying. So, so that's my big gripe with it right now. Other than that, it's it's fine. It's Hopefully they'll put fine. a save anywhere feature in the patch. I don't Hopefully. know if they have it. Maybe it, ha- it might have it on the PC. I don't know. It's fine. It's just fine. I mean, it's exactly what I expected. It has flaws. It's not particularly deep, but it's fun. And if you have some friends who are willing to go with it, go through it with you, you'll have a lot more fun than playing Dungeon Hunter Alliance or Crimson. I mean, Dungeon Hunter. Yeah, it's Dungeon Hunter Alliance and Crimson Alliance, right? Yes, that's right. But yeah. All right. I I think well, one of those things is just it's just funny because I. Oh yeah. Maybe I maybe with some of the coverage I've had, I maybe might have mistakenly given the impression that this was going to be some amazing groundbreaking game. But I always had this in my brain. It's just like, oh yeah, stupid fun. Go kill some zombies. Have some fun with it. Like a solid B title, sure. B minus. That's it. I I, I seem satisfied because that's exactly what I expected. I got exactly what I expected out of it. Oh, Master Chief said I made it sound good. <laughs> yes, it's good enough. It's good look, enough. He doesn't like it, right? And I'm back. He, Oh, is Anna oh, back? back. Missed the yeah, part yeah, where yeah. I talked about taking out zombie brains and nah. <laughs> oh, the acid gun that helps their faces. Welcome back, Anna. We wanted to know if you had any picks for the week. Um, yeah, I've been playing um, Magic something planes. Oh, I played a little of that. You played a lot of that. Yeah. So, what is actually the name of this game? Let me Magic: The Steam. Gathering Duels of the Planeswalker 2012. Yes. So I've basically what happens is is when you start the game you get a bunch of decks and the decks are 60 cards but once they're fully built there's 70 well they're they have 16 unlockable cards some of them sometimes they're in multiples so I went through and I played the campaign and I beat the campaign and unlocked one deck fully and then I decided that as much as I liked the deck that I had, I wanted to keep experimenting. So I'm in the process of unlocking a second deck. And On then one I of the other cl- two campaigns? No, same campaign. Oh. Because you can replay all the bosses. You okay. can replay all of your opponents. And so uh, I dragged Chris in the game, and I beat him. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and then we played Two-Headed Ogre. We got our butts handed to us yep and yeah we need to do that raid boss yeah that is a that, that is a cool fun. way to play magic because they you know you don't have access to the full set of cards but it makes you um focus on deck building and combos and that sort of stuff and they the decks all seem to have a lot of a lot of strengths so it kind of keeps uh the game balanced I think. Right. I mean, my only issue right now is the the deck that I fully unlocked yeah. is not good at handling flying creatures. Ah. Which is why I'm sort of unlocking a second deck that is better at handling flying creatures. All right. So. Quinn, you've been playing that some, haven't you? Uh, wait, sorry. Which, which game? Magic the Gathering Duels of the Planeswalkers oh, 2012. Yes. Uh, well, I, I, I sort of play it slightly, but I kind of play the real Magic the Gathering. Oh, okay. So. Well, aren't you cool? And no, I've I'm, been playing... No, that's a difference. 
I've been playing a lot of Bejeweled Blitz because it's Catterday. Because it's Catterday? It's Catterday! Well, what does that have to do with it? Because there's something called a Cat's Eye Gem. And that gives you big bonuses when you play it. I see. Can I ask you, Anna? How much have you spent on that free game? Um, Bejeweled? Bejeweled Blitz, you said, right? Yeah. Facebook? You don't really yeah. need to spend money on it. I know you don't, no. but that's why I'm asking her how much have you spent on that free game. None. It's oh, so easy to earn the points to just do that stuff yourself. Yes. Yeah. People don't. Hmm. Okay. Catterday! Catterday. Catterday. <laughs> Me, I gotta try playing that. So, um, speaking of Catterday, it's been a wonderful Catterday. I've had fun spending it with you all and all of you in the chat room. Again, we need feedback. I don't know that we came up with any good. We had the one discussion topic. Um, oh, how about this one? But, for, oh, for yeah. Chris, you, you said, um, "Is there something wrong with you because you don't like zombies?" Yeah. yeah. I mean, how does our, how do our gamers feel about zombies? Ew. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, just about every RPG has a zombie in it. Except for like sci-fi ones like Deus Ex. Hmm. That's true. So, there you go. I don't know. I'm just thinking. Fair enough. Hey, and Halloween is coming up. This could be our Halloween themes. I don't know. It's an oh. idea. Someone else have one. Oh, I like that. Let's go with that. And um, also give us some feedback on the reviews and whether or not you want to hear them. And also let us know what, uh, you know, not actually no don't let us know i want to let you know that Pitch we're full life. string for ex- we're in full swing for extra life and that it's time to be getting your donations in so oh. what oh no so I, I just that was just funny major said sci-fi massive had zombies in it like it totally did yeah those things were totally zombies yeah it did actually yeah <laughs> less, uh, less more money being given to me Yes, so extra-life.org slash team slash rpgamer is our team page for rpgamer. We are going to be doing a combination. I can announce now for the first time. We are combining efforts with PlayStation Nation and uh, VG Evo, Retroids, teams and stuff. And we are going to... uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. They're not VG Evo anymore. They're Retroids. So we're going to be combining efforts with those teams. And we uh, we are going to have a big old contest big old contest and we're gonna you're gonna be able to donate to us and uh get entered in the playstation nation contest there's gonna be a ton of games that you'll be eligible for we encourage you to uh start donating now i believe it's every dollar that you donate gets you another ticket entry into the contest that sort of style so the more you donate the more you can win we're gonna have full details up uh around sunday or monday and but uh the point is there's big Big contest, lots of games, lots of RPG stuff, lots of non-RPG stuff, lots of PlayStation 3 stuff, some non-PlayStation 3 stuff, lots of stuff for you to win. Uh, we're going to do... Uh, I, I'm going to be guesting on their their live stream on uh, on Extra Life on the October 15th. So we'll have, I think, six guys in one house. We're all going to be playing games. And so you is can watch that. Is it one camera set up? Um, multiple cameras, I think. Okay, because I was wondering, like, is it going to be you playing like on a computer in the background? <laughs> These guys playing like games in the front? Uh, I'll be in one of the rear positions. However, I think we can move around. All right, cool. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna try and make sure we can move around, and that there's some multiplayer, and that I can get my butt kicked in Street Fighter and that sort of stuff, and you can watch and all that sort of things. 
Will RP Gamer properly? I will. I personally, I will probably also be streaming stuff on Extra Life. Okay, because I I remember the chances are good I'll be joining you then, John, because Nix is doing Nix and Fowl are doing something locally. And Chris is busy, and I don't think anybody else has set up a stream yet. Uh, and so what we'll do is we'll have a, a landing page on uh, on the 15th, then, that you go to RP Gamer, there'll be a big Extra Life button, you click on it, and we'll have links to all the live streams that you can go watch and yep. uh, participate in. And uh, I do know that if you want to participate in the li- live stream I'll be on, uh, sign up for a Justin TV account. Uh, it will be streaming on Justin TV slash twitch.tv. They're the same site. So you'll be able to I'll log be, in yeah, and be. go into the to the chat room and do all that there. Um, Quinn, um, maybe I can set you up with the RP Gamer account. You can uh, yeah, I'd say because personally, I don't have a I don't have a camera and I only have like a crappy quality webcam on top of my laptop. So yeah, I will probably still works. Use, yeah, but I, what I'll probably be doing is I'll probably just uh, just live stream PC games. You know, straight using oh, the use live stream caster. Oh, I've got the live stream caster installed. Oh, livestream.com. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna use that account. instead. An, okay. I have an account with them. We have an so. RP Gamer account with them too, so you might oh, okay. use that. So it's up to you. You can use whatever. Well, it doesn't we matter. Dis- we can discuss it closer. To, we can discuss it closer to the day. That's right. We'll figure all that I out. Will, I can probably spend quite a lot of time just playing PC games. If I switch to another one, well, we'll have to improvise, I guess. <laughs> True enough. Uh, the only issue with live stream is the ads, but we'll work that out. And um, what else is there? Uh, I think that, we've, yeah. Are we like picking games? Are we going to play with the fans? What's uh, you know, like apparently, you know, I talked this over the PlayStation Nation guy, Glenn Percival, who's over there runs PlayStation Nation, trying <laughs> to organize game nights and stuff, uh, game events and stuff. Apparently, it just never works out well. It's it <laughs> seems to always it. be easier um, playing it by ear during Extra Life because everyone's so busy and there's stuff going on all day and the times just aren't solid enough. So I don't know. Um, we can try. Maybe Quinn wants to do that for his stream, but I think that's going to be very hard for me to do with my stream. So I don't know what to say on All that. Right. Um, but I think we'd be open to, if you have games you want to say, get it out there what you want to do. And then if you're around and everyone's available during the day, I think we can organize stuff on the fly and just do it. So I do remember that I also run in GMT. So Extra Life, I think, runs slightly stranger, stranger that's hours. That's right. It's very different for you. Uh, I can't remember. What time does Extra Life start for you guys? 8 a.m. local. Yeah. You so that's start at what? 8 a.m. local. Yeah. Everyone starts at 8 a.m. local. You start yeah. at 8 a.m. local. Oh, okay. I start at 8 a.m. local. But he'll be done by the time we start. No, maybe not. But it'll feel like Chris, it. time zones do not work that way. Well, if you're really far ahead, it could. It, uh... it could. <laughs> You could be done, uh, but you could you could be starting by the time we're finished, or finished by the time we start. Is yeah, this the only, plot of Final Fantasy twelve? I think two, it is. I mean thirteen two. Yep, it is. Uh, Chris, that would only be the case if you were living on if we you and I were living on both sides of the international dateline on an island in the middle of the Pacific well, Ocean. Well, we should do that. Yeah, just saying. All right. Uh, is, is there a way to live stream like just from what you see on a PC game without a camera? Yes. Yes. It's yeah. called the li- it's called live stream. Uh, XSplit is another way people do it. Use XSplit, yeah. and that provides a camera device that you can put into Justin.tv. Yeah, the, pro- the problem I've got is um, the computer, the camera that I have, the crappy quality le- webcam, um, is on my laptop, and my primary gaming thing is the PC. What I might be able to do is wire the. Um, uh, does anyone? Do, 
I might try and use um, like my housemates uh, if I can get the drivers for working. Uh, he, he's got a connect. I can, might be able to pinch that. Because that's we'll work hard. out all these details later. Oh no, that sounds cool though. Yeah, I think. Is someone I'd, at the arcade I'm, right now? Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> apparently, if you play Bejeweled Blitz, there's no way to mute the sound. Okay. <laughs> we got some comments. It was like ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And also, my cat just attacked the back of my head, so that was also awesome. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah. So I should have, should hopefully have something in place for Extra Life, so I can join in. Sweet. Extra Life's gonna be awesome. Please help save children. Donate now. Help us out. We really want to uh, do this with you. We can't do it without you. Help us hit our goal. We got a goal of five thousand dollars for the site. We really want to hit that this year. Please help us do that. You can find our team page and all the links to the individual players. You can choose which one you want to sponsor at extra-life.org slash team slash rpgamer. Go there now. Donate. Um, you'll be entered in drawing for lots of cool stuff. More details on that soon. I can't wait. Extra Life this year is going to be awesome, and you should all be participating. So, and with that, I think we're going to sign off. And thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Send us your feedback, and send us send us some voicemails. 608-729-4098. Really want to harp on that. Really want some audio calls this next week. All right? And uh, with that, I'm going to say goodbye. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Bye now. Bye, everyone. Zambi.